Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, it's so good to be home. I mean, this time yesterday, you were washing your, your, your socks in a hotel sink, Nick. I actually were, and it's not often I forget to pack my socks, to be fair. Yeah, but to be fair, it's not often that you actually get around to washing your own socks either. That's usually my job. That's true. <laughs> we're the Speakmans. We're a married couple, life change therapists, authors and TV therapists. And here we are. We're back for another series. Yay! Yes. Yeah. You see, Eva, I did tell you at the end of the last series that my goal was to make even more podcasts. And you see, our methods do work. You know, not only that, we help people conquer all sorts of anxiety disorders, panic attacks, phobias, OCDs, even to confidence issues. Here on this podcast, you will hear what others have overcome, our unique approach and some clever little theory too. And we really hope that you'll feel able to make a change in your life as a result. Let's get going. Let's get started. This is Making the Change. Uh, just talking about socks, Eva. Yes, ma'am. Um, what did one sock puppet say to the other? I do not know. Looks like you could do with a hand. Gosh, is that, are we starting as we yeah. mean to go on? Well, we are, and, and actually, actually really the same jokes. two socks are having a conversation, and, and one says to the other one, he says, uh, what happened to that hole that you had in your heel? Darned if I know. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's good to be back home, oh. and obviously we're on tour at the moment, and we're doing our workshops, which then leads with something. I mean, obviously, it's great doing workshops together, because usually it's me working and you shopping. Right, you've got to stop now. That's it. I'm taking over this conversation. Enough of your barrage of right. bad jokes, okay. Mr. Speakman. Okay. But yeah, no, I well, was... I'm excited because it's series two. And, Do you know what I mean? So one. I'm there. I want to, you know, get some jokes in whilst I can. <laughs> yeah. Because we've had some great feedback about my uh, jokes. People just want to hear my jokes, actually. No, I actually think that was great feedback about the podcast, which is why we're back here again. And isn't it great to be back? It's amazing. It really is. I'm so, I've been so excited. I've got, my, I've got my cup of tea here. New tea bags, by the way. We are actually on spearmint and licorice. It's new. It's and new. I'm one. not sure. I'm, I've got to be honest. I'm not sure whether whether I like oh, them or not. I love the spearmint. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice. Just I've got a cup of but tea. But it's good to try something new and get outside of your comfort zone. Well, that, and good point actually. Stepping out of your comfort zone because I, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Getting going. Getting going. Starting those things. I mean, what is it that stops? people actually start well that, that's that, the thing that, that well that's that the thing goal. that i say a lot it's the start that stops people the simple answer is fear that's it yeah because well, ultimately and, and it's funny because the older we get 
the more fearful we become. Because I think when, when I was a kid, the things that I did, looking back now, I'm surprised I'm even still here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. You know, because I, I remember once climbing with, with some friends of mine climbing trees and it was like, who can get the highest? And I got right to the top of this tree and then the branch that I was on snaps and I, and I fell. Fortunately, I hit branches on the way down and I'm okay. Well. But, but no fear. Well, <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, we're You're not com- even going there. Right. Um, but you have no fear. And then as you get older, you realise that actually there's some dangers in the world and you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. And, and all that does is makes your world a, a smaller place. And then when you have kids, and obviously you need to be around to protect them, it can be the point where you, your world has become a very small place. And, and that's not where life is. Life's outside of that world, outside of that comfort zone. Yeah, but if you look, you know, what, what actually stops us? Like you said, absolutely it's fear. But where does that fear come from? Like, why do we manifest that fear? That could be things like low self-esteem. Yeah. So if, you, if you've got low self-esteem because you've had things happen in your life, because you've had people pull you down, even one comment from a school teacher when you're a kid can actually then destroy your belief that you are able to do things, that you can achieve things. It can do if you don't deal with it. Because I have that comment, Speakman, you will amount to nothing. Really? I had that comment, yeah. Because yeah, I, I was talking in a lesson, because to be honest with you, a lot of lessons I find really easy, so I just, you know, I, I distracted other people. I shouldn't have done looking back, I, yeah. I realised. I've got Daughters, our daughter is exactly the same. She was only seven years of age, and I remember being dragged into school because she was distracting everything else, and the teacher was trying to be cross, and she was like, but the worst thing of all is that I can't even say to her, you know, that you're not getting your own work done because she gets her own work done and then starts chatting to everybody else. But yeah, so It's a statement thing. I think it must be. Um, But yeah, low self-esteem. Doubters as well. I mean, we talk about these people, don't we? The, The doubters. They're like the dementors from the Harry Potter films where they drain your kind of every bit of your energy and anything that you think of they doubt on your behalf and and I think when we have doubters in our life you know they're the people that you go oh do you know what I'm thinking of doing whatever and they go oh you don't want to be doing that or what do you want to be doing that for and then they plant that seed of doubt and then you kind of go oh yeah mate, well, well yeah no maybe it was a silly idea after all but but I think what we don't appreciate is that when people doubt what we want to do it's not necessarily because they're being mean and it's not necessarily because they want to stand in our way, but it, it's because perhaps, you know, they're applying their own skill. So they're sort of thinking, well, I can't do that, so you can't yeah. do that. Or they might be thinking, well, if you do that, if you go for that new job, if you go, um, you know, if you travel there or if you do that thing that you want to do, then you might leave me behind. So it actually might be that they're doubting you because they're scared of losing you, which is another thing. Or they could just be envious of you, I guess. You know, those are, those are all, all things. Those are all things, but also there's other things in life where, again, it's the start that stops us doing anything. And that's because we make something into a complete mountain. And for me, and I know you don't get involved in this area, but for me, every year it's doing a tax return. And, 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 and I say this thing again and again, and I must actually take my own advice on this one because I don't want to do it. I mean, it's something that I feel... I don't enjoy it. It's nothing but a drag. And I build it up into this massive thing and I'm like, right, I'll do it. And our accountant goes, you need to send that in. And it gets to the, like the final day and I think, right, I can't escape this. I've got to do it now. And I, I'm assuming in my head it's going to take me a full day or two days. 
and usually it takes me an hour. And this is right, and uh, yeah. but it's just it's just how we are, isn't it? Well, I think we make things bigger. We do. We inflate it and we catastrophize things. I mean, like, and and the thing is, a lot of people sort of believe that. Oh well, you know, this is this is the way I am, and I always think of the worst. And people think that they can't change, and you absolutely can. And I think I'm a really good example of that. Uh, you know, in that that my conditioning, you know, the way that I was brought up from being a little girl was that you know always think of the worst, and then you can be prepared. So basically what I was being told was, think of the very worst case scenario in everything that you do, in everything that you aim for, and then you can have a contingency plan, or at, or at worst, you can be prepared for it and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And and again, that wasn't done to be, that that was a protection thing. So you didn't get disappointed? It was, it was, it was a kind of, well, if you think of the worst, always think of the worst case scenario, and then you can be ready for it. That was a teaching that was taught to me out of care. But what it actually did was that it made me always think negatively. And I get that, cause, and there's a far better statement than that, which is where expect the worst, but prepare for the best, which is a far better statement. Yes. But what you having that, uh, that mindset, then you always expected the worst. And what always completely amazed me is that if we did something and had a fabulous day... I know what you're going to say here. Yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> we have a fabulous day, so you would go, tomorrow's going to be really bad. And I'd go, how come? He said, well, because today's been so good, it has to be bad tomorrow. I am do you almost, remember that? I am almost embarrassed. embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> I am and embarrassed. And so you should be. But at least I could actually understand when people say, you know, oh, I'm always negative and I always think the worst. At least I understand what they're saying because this, this is the thing is, is that if we catastrophize if we always think of the worst case scenario, if we blow things out of proportion, what we're actually saying is, listen, there's nothing wrong with you. You've had either negative conditioning or you've been taught negatively or to think that way through your life, or it's because you've been made to feel by other people that you can't achieve that or you can't actually go ahead and do that. Um, and, And that also you can tie into anxiety because a lot of people that struggle with anxiety that have issues... Some of them won't ask for help because they actually believe, you know, that their issue is, is far too complex and that they could never get over it. And and that, again, comes down to maybe being told, you know, that you, you can't get over this or believing that you're genetically predisposed to being anxious or negative. I mean, that, that one is one that really gets my, gets gets to me is when people say... Who does it get you go? I was going to say get yeah. a go, but then I thought. I'm but then, but, but then again, you think about that. I, I won't mind having a go. I'd love a go. <laughs> so, so even even something that's negative can easily turn into yeah. a positive. No, I genuinely, yeah. I love goats. Well, maybe we should get one each. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> I would love a go. Can you imagine they'd eat they'd eat like all the sort of the grass in the garden, so they'd keep that down. But they're really friendly as well. And my friend had goats, and I remember actually she had a farm with goats, and I remember milking a goat and. They just, they are very cute. Although yeah. milking a goat was a bit odd. Yeah, I don't think it's I would go there. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy having one and having it wandering about and stuff, but I don't want to milk it. Which means it's warm down though. That's when it's registered. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell about? <laughs> you put your yeah. hand under yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to know. Under its I don't want to know. And okay. it's, like, it's, got, it's just quite, quite toasty under there. But yeah, going back to uh, the people that believe that they're predisposed to to being negative, to thinking the worst, to uh, to procrastinating, to, to being anxious. If you believe that that is, you know, oh, I was born this way, or if you believe I'm genetically predisposed, then you're almost saying to yourself, well, that's it, I can never do it. 
Yeah, and, and we are. We are taught to uh, respect our elders and we're taught to respect authority figures, which is right. However, whilst we can respect those people, we cannot believe that everything that they say because, you know, ultimately you've got to challenge all information. And without question for me, the best way to create a fabulous future is to create it. Mm. And we've got that power that we can create it. Yeah. But talking about it's the start that stops people doing anything... To actually start anything off, you've got to break it down into manageable bits. Like you, and obviously you use this analogy a lot, you run in the marathon. 26.2 miles is a long way for anyone to run. However, you just don't suddenly go, I'm going to run a marathon and do it tomorrow. You go, right, okay, I'll run. I remember you saying I'll run to the first lamppost, the second lamppost. And it's the same with getting fit. A lot of people, if they want to get fit, they go, you know, I need to do something, I need to lose some weight, I need to get fit, whatever. You've got to, the first thing is, finding out where, where your most local gym is. The second thing is going joining it. The third thing is actually going and start going and building up a routine. You know, but it's that start and, and people look at that big thing and go, oh, it's just too, I just can't do it. But it's you know, that, it actually goes back to before that, Nick, go because the, the, the thing that stops us is painting this picture of either failure or the fact that it's going to be... Like you know, you know, when you get a builder come round and you go, you know, oh, like, like us at the moment, roof, roof, the roof's broken. Oh, this, I was going to say knackered. The roof's knackered. Let's face it. <laughs> the, the roof well, the, has the, got a leak. Can I just tell you that the roof on our house has been here for like hundreds of years, and it suffered a bit of storm damage. You know, it just came out of nowhere. The, yeah. there's, there's been there's trees. We had a tree in our in our garden. As you know, I don't know how many hundreds of years that's been up. The storm took it down. I know. But you get yeah. the workman that comes round and you come round and you go. So, start you know, scratching their head, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, just, yeah, they do that. Don't they? they look round and you can see them like scratching their head or scratching the backside, whatever yeah. it is, whichever takes the fancy. And the, yeah, they always do that. Don't they? Oh, big job! And, and I think this is the issue: is that we. Well, the biggest job on the planet always started somewhere. And do you know where it starts? It's it's so simple. It actually goes back to one thing, and that one thing is actually writing down what your goal is because I talked about running the London Marathon from the age of 16 right. Right? I talked about it I said I'm, I'm always going to do it but I never ever got round to it until the day that I actually wrote it down as a goal for the year okay and it was only then because it was there in front of me so me running the marathon in theory was as simple as me writing down I am going to run the London Marathon this year that was it. That That is what made that happen. Now, I wrote it down as a goal. And as you know, I applied three times before I actually got in. So I applied and didn't get in. So then I just wrote it in my diary for the following year, applied for the London Marathon again. And then once I actually got in, it wasn't even about running 26.2 miles. It was actually about getting a blinking decent pair of trainers. And then it was yeah. just about the lamppost. So, so the point of this is, is that, you know, if there's anything that you want to achieve in your life, if there's anything that you want to do in your life, first of all, don't just have it in your head. Write it down. Write it down as a goal. Put yourself a time limit on it. This is something that I'm going to achieve within a year, three years, five years, 10 years, whatever it might be. And then the simplest thing, what one step do I have to take today to get to my goal, to get to where I want to be? Now, warning, don't speak to any draggers in your life or doubters that might kind of... Yeah, put, and come back with, to, what do you want to do that for? Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, oh, we don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be speaking to them because that's it. It's almost like you get a roadblock put in front of you. But I want to read an email to you, actually. Go on then. If I may, because, again... We've had some amazing emails of people. <sighs> Amazing. Uh, I yeah. say a lot of them saying how great this podcast is. I know. Especially my bits. No, I don't think they did. <laughs> no, no that, that'll be, that, that'll, that'll have been 
probably yeah. a family member that said that to you just to try and you see, you were, you were struggling then, weren't you? Because you know, <laughs> the, the obvious thing is, I your bet mom. your mum sent it, yeah, but, <laughs> but my mum passed away many yeah. years ago, so I don't know if she managed yeah, that. Okay, yeah, so struggling. that didn't work for you, did it? It, did you, it backfired, it, it did backfire then. <laughs> Got totally caught out because you were just stalling. Yeah, but I tell you, my mum would be very proud of no, you. She would. Here. She would. Um, so yeah, no. You, this uh, email that came, it said, "Dina Kniva, I'm struggling to leave my home since lockdown. The thought, interesting word, the thought of going out, socialising, going back to work, and interacting with people again terrifies me. Please help. Thank you, Joanne. And this is a common uh, laws, sort yeah. of story yeah. that we're yeah. hearing. And you know, I'm struggling to leave my home. I'm struggling to go out. I'm struggling to interact with people because of of COVID and. But the key to the whole of that is the thought. Exactly. It's not real. Yeah, it's, it's the, the thought. thought of all that stuff. Yeah. And it's it's it's. And the question is, well, what is that thought? Yeah. Because fear. what we know is yeah. that yeah, it all comes down to fear. But what we do know is that whatever that thought is that Joanne's creating is something that is scary and is stopping her to going out. So the first thing is to, to identify. What picture am I actually painting myself that's stopping me from going out and understanding that? Because it's only when you understand how something works uh, or what you're actually thinking or you understand something that you can start to fix it. It's interesting talking about painting pictures. You obviously catastrophized and painted these horrific pictures. But the irony of that is you can't paint. I've seen you paint. You can't. You can't draw, can you? Shocking. So how can you how can you visualize such catastrophes and yet? and paint these pictures when you actually can't draw. How does that work? Yeah, I've just got good imagination. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. But yeah, my drawing, I can do matchstick men. Maybe that's a way. Do you know what? I've just thought of something here. Maybe that's a way to help overcome these things, right? Get it out of your head and try and draw it and see what it looks like. Me? 
Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, be, well, you don't catastrophize a... anymore, really, do you? No, but, I don't. but I'm trying to think. I wonder what that would be like if you actually ask somebody to take it out of the head and draw it and see. Hopefully, well, I'm saying hopefully, but the drawing would be a complete disaster. They go, well, look, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> Might yeah. make them smile as yeah. well. Yeah, well, well that's what I'm thinking. Me. But I do think understanding anyway. what you're thinking is a starting point because if you don't understand something then that in itself can be catastrophized and made to feel a lot worse so i'm sure that joanne right now is potentially feeling that she's the only one and that there's something terribly wrong with her yet there are so many people in the same situation and i do just going back to understanding things for example i don't understand a car engine so if my car were to break down I would potentially start to feel anxious, start to feel panicky because... It's the unknown. It's the unknown and I don't know, I don't understand it. I don't understand what's going wrong with it. Now, obviously, for me, I know that I can just pick the phone up and ring you and go, Nick, come rescue Yeah, and I remember the phone call. Our car is diesel, isn't it? I remember that. And that's why it broke. Yeah, it's (laughs) petrol and it always has been. But suddenly on that particular day, you decided to give it something else. But anyway. And on that note, you you do go on about that quite a lot. I've only ever done it twice. Well, you just brought it up. Twice, that's all. But there's a great saying that, you know, human beings, we all make mistakes. But if we do the same thing again, that became a choice. No, it was definitely an accident that I put diesel in a petrol car. But anyway, going back to Joanne. Yes. Right, what, what she's lost sight of here is... Whereas a lot of people are fearful of something that they've never done, like running a marathon, for example, Joanne has spent, I don't know all she is, but years of her life going out socialising, going to work and interacting with people. So it's not like she's never done it before. And, you know, in the same way, because we've got memory in our brains, once she goes out there, it's like riding a bike. You know, once you engage those schemas and you start start pedalling, it's just like, we're just back to normal. Absolutely. It's all the yeah. same. But I so, think that, that, so as far as Joanne's concerned, and this is no matter what you struggle to do, no matter what it is that you're fearful of, of trying or doing, the best thing that you can do is actually seeing yourself doing it well first. You see, what we do know is that if we're catastrophizing things, if we're stopping ourselves, then we're actually considering and, and, and visualizing worst case scenario. So the little secret hack to this to get there the first thing to do is to actually see yourself doing whatever it is that you're fearful of doing successfully mental and, and, and doing it well yeah because it does act like a mental rehearsal and your brain doesn't know the difference between something that you actually do and something that you strongly visualize so the the more you visualize it the more you see it like you say it acts like a rehearsal and it's almost like well i've already done it once so I know that I can. Well, what you actually do by doing those mental rehearsals, and if you do it again and again and again, and, and you see the scenario, but you've got, it's not just, you've got to visualise the whole thing. So in, in Joanne's case, which is amazing, she can imagine herself, she can see herself socialising with those same people because she knows what they look like. Going back to work, she knows what her work looks like. So she can see herself in that scenario. Or she can get fully engaged with it and she keep practice, practising, practising. And what that actually does, it builds a neural pathway so that when she actually goes out and has to do it, there's no fear because it's yep. something she's already done loads Correct. and loads of times. So it's, create, it's creating new, more positive neural pathways yes. by seeing yourself uh, having already achieved it and already doing it and doing it with ease. So that's that's the first thing that, jo- that Joanne should be doing. Because that fear is, can I still do this stuff that yeah. I've already done? And, and absolutely she can. And then even and also, small just, steps. And also the other people... All the people that she works with and she socialises with, they'll be going through similar things yeah. because we've all sort of lost sight of normality, haven't we? And the thing is, though, until if Joanne hasn't been out, then she's almost forgotten 
what the outside world looks like and therefore actually going back out just baby steps even you know just taking those small steps just a small little walk around yeah. you know on her own will actually help her to realize that you know people are wearing masks now and and people are being careful and you know that she can see that she she actually has nothing to worry about so but it's essentially still the same but and it is of course it is it's, it's absolutely no different the world looks no different and it you know and, and i was speaking to somebody over the weekend and i was saying that you know if somebody was to if your best friend goes, listen, keep, just keep your distance from me because I've got really bad flu. This is pre-COVID. Then you just would. You'd kind of just keep your distance. And so in in reality, yeah, th- that's all that's being asked of you now. You know, keep your distance, extra precautions such as a mask, hand washing, that kind of thing as well. You know, so you know that you're putting everything in place to keep safe. Yeah, essentially. And uh, But you've just got to start. And once you start and you're back into it, it'll be fine. But talking about starting, I don't know if you know either, but... In the beginning, there was only 25 letters in the alphabet. Was there? Yeah, no one knew why. Oh. Anyway. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Straight into that, <laughs> didn't you? Right. Uh, we've had another, we've, we have had another email off Mark, actually. And Mark says, I procrastinate all the time. We hear that a lot, don't we? I've got good intentions, like going to the gym or starting to uh, healthy eat. And then I just can't get going. I would really appreciate your help. Do you know, and again, very, very normal question, actually. I think a lot of people struggle with procrastinating. I think a lot of, of people struggle uh, with healthy eating and, and sort of keeping fit and going uh, and going to the gym. And I think particularly, again, around this this sort of year that we've had with, with COVID, because our usual patterns of behaviour and our routine has has been compromised to well, some Well, our gym degree. closed, so yeah. we couldn't go. Therefore, you know, if you're somebody that needs to kind of go out and do things... sort of you were stopped um so with regards to procrastinating with regards to how to actually get going again i i think number one write it down write down what you're going to do make make a commitment to yourself there's such a difference between having thoughts and then actually putting them down on paper and seeing them in black and white isn't it but you know when you actually see them in black and white they're actually not because because when you think about it you're adding on loads of other kind of possibilities and considerations and, and maybe even trying to put yourself off, maybe because of fear of failure or lack of understanding. Fear of being judged. Fear of being judged. Fear of being judged. Massive. Nick, that's very good for you. Yeah. You're absolutely spot on with that, dear. <laughs> I, I, I do like to think I know what I'm talking about, if you don't mind. Occasionally, you're right. and that is Because <laughs> that is really significant, isn't it? When it comes down to it, so many of us, so many people, they stop themselves. They don't take that leap of faith. They don't take that, that stride out of their comfort zone. Because they fear being judged. But the irony is, everyone's too busy with their own stuff to be looking at what you're doing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And th- but the question is, why have you created that fear of judgment? Because again, it's Where's a learned it behaviour. Yeah. It's something that's happened. It's some you know you've actually felt that you were judged or judged unfairly, or that people were watching you, or you might have had a parent who um, had quite had high expectations, and therefore you feel that you're constantly tr- aiming to please, and you've not switched that kind of that scheme or that behavioural reference right. off from the past. So that needs to be obviously so is something to be addressed. But, but, but going back to Mark, and, Mark, and yes. you know, I mean, one thing that I think works really well is telling other people and people that are important to you. Because that makes you accountable. And I remember when you said to me, I'm going to run the marathon. And I said, are you sure you really want to do that? And he said, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. And I'm right, okay, you're doing it then. 
And if you would have tried to back out, which fairness to you, you didn't because you planned it really well, but I would not have let you back out. I would have said, no, you said you wanted to do this. So what? if any times you had a wobble, I would have said, right, where do we go from here? How do we do it? Mm. So, uh, but equally, you didn't need that help from me because I think you were accountable to me. So you didn't want to let me down anyway. You didn't want to look a fool. Yeah, and that's why being accountable is a really <clears throat> great idea. So telling people, telling the more people you tell, the more accountable you become, the more you will feel... Let's be honest, you don't want that. Have you run the marathon yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? How was your running? going you don't want that no. because it's embarrassing it so you just, yeah yeah so it, it really pushes you so and and also um sad but true we will actually do more for others than we will for ourselves um so if you actually tell somebody you know i'm going to do this and i'm going to do this for charity or i'm going to do this for me and you of mark for example has got children he could be saying that i'm going to I'm going to start doing yeah. this because I want to be fit and healthy so that I can see my children grow up, I can I can meet my grandchildren and, and see them But you know up. what, everyone knows someone that's had some illness or something where they can support a charity and, and, and raise money for that, don't they? Mm. So with regards to Mark, uh, being accountable, writing it down. I also think that having a diary is a great idea as well. Diaries are amazing. Because, again, that kind of makes you accountable. So if you put something in your diary... For example, I've got a dental appointment or I've got a hair appointment. Then you. Do you know, I'd rather call it a life plan because you're if you're putting stuff into your diary all the time, it's not a diary is something that doesn't feel like it's part of you. Whereas if you're putting your stuff in there, it's, it's you planning your life, isn't it, and doing things in yeah. your life. So have a life plan and put it in your diary as a life plan. For example, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to the gym at this time, and then. It's in there, you know it. I think a tick list is great so that, you know, if you've got a little that you can highlight it. Sorry, just going back to that, what you're saying about putting three appointments in your diary. You see, you'd never miss a dentist appointment. You'd never missed, uh, you know, an appointment to have your hair and cut. That, and that, right? and, and, even the, so, the non fun appointments you wouldn't miss. Like what? Oh, I don't Come know. On. I, you know, maybe if ever you needed to have your prostate checked. I might want to miss that one. <laughs> exactly. Yes. What if he asked that bit? Well, immediately then, I heard that sound of a rubber glove snapping. snapping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, you might want to miss that one. But you don't miss appointments like that. So if you schedule your uh, gym sessions as appointments, there's less chance of you missing them. Because if you just go, I might go to the gym tomorrow, well... There's more chance that you won't. Yeah, and then and then clarity. You know, I mean, I'm looking at what what Mark's written in his email. Uh, he said um, starting to healthy eat. What does that mean? Yeah, but like, just look exactly. at what does that mean? Exactly. What does, does that mean? mean? If he if he if he just has an apple every day, he's going well. I'm eating healthier. Well, yeah, you, and you will be. Yeah, isn't it? But it's what planning. is it? It's planning. What what does healthy eating mean? You know, what does that consist of? Because if it's wishy washy, and even I'd like I'd like to start going to the gym, but. Is that is that once a week? Is that like once a year? You know what is it? Well, exactly, that's right. a good point too. So I think clarity, writing it down, having clarity, planning what you're going to eat, what healthy eating entails, whether you're going to have a cheat weekend or a cheat day, to how much you're going to eat, what you know, you've got, you've got to have a really good plan of action. Being accountable is is a great way forward, and if you can take someone on the journey with you. So I know that that it's we great, we yeah. go to the gym. You know, you've got a training partner, but we tend to go to the gym together. Um, having somebody else to do it with is a great idea as well because it makes you less likely to to sort of think, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll not, I'll not bother today because that would mean you're letting somebody yeah, else. Yeah, well. well, that's right. If you've got a training partner, you, you, you go in there to meet them, and, and, and there'd be times where for both of you, 
Well, you go, I don't feel like going today, but you don't let them down, so no. you so you turn up. And then another good idea, and this is yes. for Joanne, Mark, or anybody else, that no matter what it is you want to do from your life, you know, the you know, if if it's the catastrophizing that stops you from getting started, then get a vision board. See what it's going to look like, um, because then you're looking at the end goal as opposed to that journey. I mean, you don't think of going on holiday, for example, and I've got no clue how many thousand miles America might be, for example, or or, or Portugal, 5, 000, or, or you know, some or some beautiful, yeah. beautiful sunny beach somewhere. And your point's what? My point being is, if I'm going on holiday. I'm not really interested in, in the, each mile of that flight. I get it. Unless All you're getting it three air miles. Well, yeah, maybe. That might, that, you but might even be just, then, yeah. but I'm literally not interested. All I want no, to know I is, know is where I'm going, and I am envisaging in that margarita, that palm tree, yeah. that, that beautiful blue crystal clear water. That's what I'm envisaging. So I'm envisaging the goal. That's what I'm seeing. I'm not, I'm not watching the journey. Because I think if you start looking at the journey, that's boring. Watching the journey and just worrying about that and thinking just about that. Think about your end goal. Think about what you're going to achieve. And that will actually keep you motivated. Which, and, and I'm sorry, you know, the, the terminology that we use makes a big difference as well. Because True. Uh, if we're going to say, if you, if you keep saying, I need to lose weight, or I'm going to lose weight, then that's not really specific. Whereas I would, people say, I'm getting so slim. You know, this is really working. And, and speak in the positive, because obviously you look into an end goal, but if you speak in the positive as though it's already happened, it comes around a lot faster. So knowing that it's the start that stops people, if the start is something simple, then the start is actually going to be easy to do, isn't it? And the start is just write it down. That's it. That sounds really simple, that, Eva. Let's get started. Should we get a pad? <laughs> Oh, it feels just so good to say that we'll be back here next week. And in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now. And do leave us a rating or a review or both. Or get in touch with us on Facebook. Oh, by the way, five star only. Uh, Get in touch with us on Facebook, Speakman's Official, Instagram at The Speakman's or Twitter, The Underscore Speakman's. Is there something you'd like us to help you with? Perhaps you'd like to share a big change that you've made in your life. Anyway, we would love to hear from you. So use the hashtag making the change and we'll really try to help you on the next podcast. Thank you to our producer, Anushka Tate for Orion Publishing Limited and to you for listening. So until next time, keep making the change. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.